From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Thank you for joining us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak. Today we bring another in a series of studies in the Book of Romans. Messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, as found in his collection called Morning and Evening. This morning's text comes from Isaiah 53 and verse 12. He was numbered with the transgressors. Why did Jesus suffer himself to be enrolled amongst sinners? This wonderful condescension was justified by many powerful reasons. In such a character, he could the better become their advocate. In some trials, there is an identification of the counselor with the client, nor can they be looked upon in the eye of the law as apart from one another. Now, when the sinner is brought to the bar, Jesus appears there himself. He stands to answer the accusation. He points to his side, his hands, his feet, and challenges justice to bring anything against the sinners whom he represents. He pleads his blood, and pleads so triumphantly, being numbered with them and having a part with them, that the judge proclaims, Let them go their way. Deliver them from going down into the pit, for he hath found a ransom. Our Lord Jesus was numbered with the transgressors in order that they might feel their hearts drawn towards him. Who can be afraid of one who is written in the same list with us? Surely we may come boldly to him and confess our guilt. He who is numbered with us cannot condemn us. Was he not put down in the transgressors' list that we might be written in the red roll of the saints? He was holy and was written among the holy. We were guilty and numbered among the guilty. He transfers his name from yonder list to this black indictment, and our names are taken from the indictment and written in the roll of acceptance, for there is a complete transfer made between Jesus and his people. All our estate of misery and sin Jesus has taken, and all that Jesus has comes to us. His righteousness, his blood, and everything that he hath, he gives us as our dowry. Rejoice, believer, in your union to him who was numbered among the transgressors, and prove that you are truly saved by being manifestly numbered with those who are new creatures in him.
Every so often here on Let the Bible Speak, we've mentioned Q&A with Alan Cairns. These are video clips of Dr. Cairns giving biblical answers to a variety of questions. These include, why did Christ have to become a man? Why does a good God allow suffering? Or, what is the unpardonable sin? In all, Dr. Cairns responds to over 50 such concerns. All of these video clips are available on the ltbsradio.com website. In addition, we're happy to be able to provide you, free of charge, a DVD containing all of these video portions, about five hours of guidance from God's Word for problems which face the 21st century Christian. You may have a copy simply by requesting it. Just ask for the DVD, Q&A with Alan Cairns, you may email us at info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. 
You may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. Or if you wish, you may write us at Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Again, that's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Here's an excellent way to provide scriptural answers to family and friends regarding the challenging questions facing believers in this day. On today's broadcast, Dr. Cairns will commence a message entitled, Total Transformation. The text is found in Romans chapter 8 and verse 9, where the Apostle Paul writes, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. In the previous message, Dr. Cairns explained the meaning of Paul's terms, in the flesh, and in the spirit. The first refers to the unsaved person who lives under the domination of sin. The second term speaks of a person who has been transformed by the power of the redemption that is in the Lord Jesus Christ. In expounding verse 9, Dr. Cairn seeks to answer a question that is often asked by believers, How can I know that I'm in Christ, that I'm truly saved? Now Dr. Cairns introduces this message called total transformation. We will tonight be continuing the series in Romans chapter 8, but our reading will be taken from the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John uh, chapter 14. A few verses there, John chapter 14, and then a few more verses in John chapter 16. The Gospel of John chapter 14 Reading together verses 15 through 18 and taking up the reading in chapter 16, verse 5. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. 
Now, chapter 16, verse 5, reading through to the end of verse 14. But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me whither goest thou. But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. When he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin, because they believe not on me, of righteousness, because I go to my Father and ye see me no more, of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. Amen. The Lord will add his own blessing to these familiar verses from his own precious word for his name's sake. Returning to Romans chapter 8 this evening, we come to the words of the ninth verse. Romans chapter 8 and verse 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. This text of Scripture expresses a striking truth, and it's this, that the proof that a man is in Christ is that the Spirit of Christ is in him. The proof that a man's in Christ is that the Spirit of Christ is in him. Now remember what the Apostle Paul is aiming to do in this section in Romans chapter 8. He is actually, right throughout this chapter, expounding the statement of verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The entirety of this chapter is one great elaboration upon and exposition of that wonderful statement. Now let that statement sink in. There is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. But how can believers be sure that they are in Christ Jesus? 
How can they be sure that this great statement actually is one that they can take to themselves? That's a question of vast significance. It's a question that you would be very, very foolish to deal with lightly. And I think it is a question that troubles many, many professing Christians in just about any church you ever go to. How can I know that I am in Christ? Paul sets out to answer that question in profound, but yet in simple terms. It's not a contradiction. The doctrine is profound and mysterious. The terms themselves are straightforward and easily understood. You can judge the reality of what God has done for you. You can judge the reality of what the gospel is expounding to you about being in Christ by the evidence that he has given. His Spirit has entered your life to give you a glorious deliverance. And this indwelling Spirit of God, granting this deliverance, is the proof of all that the Lord says He has done. And what He has done, when you come to think of it, truly is a glorious, magnificent work. The verses immediately preceding our text, the context, starting at verse 5, give you a picture that's true of every mortal man, true of all of us here tonight by nature. He says, verse 5, that they that are after the flesh, now let me just back up for a moment. They that are after the flesh, the free is after the flesh. In our text, in the flesh. It's not speaking of living in a body preeminently. That's not the idea. These are phrases that describe people in the state of nature. I can't take time to go back over all we have studied in Romans. In this series and in a slightly longer series, some time back. I cannot go back over all that ground. I'm giving you a summary. These are phrases that refer to the old man. The man in Adam. The man in his natural state. Now watch carefully in verse 5. They that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, after the Spirit is the realm of the new man, the man in Christ. They mind the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded, to mind the things of the flesh, is death. But to be spiritually minded, to mind the things of the Spirit, is life and peace. Here's the reason. Because the carnal mind, the mind of the flesh, is enmity against God. 
It is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. Here's the great conclusion. So then, they that are in the flesh, they that are in this state of nature, they that are still in Adam, not in Christ, they that are in the flesh can not please God. Now that's a picture of every one of us by nature. But it is no longer true of Christians because our text starts with this but. Now you should always be very careful to deal with the great theological buts of the Apostle Paul. Paul loves to write in this fashion where he describes people after the flesh or describes them in their natural state, describes them in all the blackness and darkness of their spiritual need. And then there comes this but, this great transition. And here he comes to one of them. But you are not in the flesh. In other words, what I've just been saying was true of you, but it is no longer true of you. You're not in the flesh. You're in the spirit. You're not in Adam. You're in Christ. How do you know you're in Christ? If so be. There's no doubt implied in the if. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. How do you know that you're in Christ? The Spirit of God dwells in you. Then he says, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Now the message is clear. They that are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. The message is clear. A justified man is pleasing to God. He's not any longer condemned, but acceptable to God. And the proof of this status, or this change in status, is that the Holy Spirit now dwells within him, as the controlling principle and power of his life, without which indwelling, no man, no matter what else he has, can have any part or interest in Christ's saving work or merit. That's the message. Now, last week we looked at verse 7 and 8. Notice total depravity. The carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God. And then total inability. Neither indeed can be, and they that are in the flesh cannot please God. We looked at total depravity and total inability. Now we come to the story of grace which is the story of total transformation. You are not in the flesh, but you're in the Spirit. If so be, 
that the Spirit of God dwell in you. I want to make some very simple but far-reaching remarks on these words of the Apostle. First and foremost, we should start at the beginning and notice that salvation is the work of the triune God. You have here a reference to the working of the Holy Trinity in the salvation of sinners. Notice the words in verse 9, you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. There's a triple reference to the Spirit here. The Spirit. Then in the next word or two, he's the Spirit of God. And then at the end of the text, it's the Spirit of Christ. The Spirit. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of Christ. Now the reference here is to the person of the Holy Spirit. Paul has already been expounding the obedience of the Son. For example, in chapter 5, he spends some time showing how it is the obedience of Christ, the obedience of God's Son, that is imputed to us to constitute us righteous and acceptable in God's sight. Earlier in this chapter, verses 3 and 4, he has mentioned the commission of the Father, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. So he has spoken of the work of the Son, he has spoken of the commission of the Father, and now he deals with the particular ministry of the Holy Spirit. And it's interesting, as you go down the rest of this chapter, you will see that there is quite an emphasis on the person and upon the ministry of God the Holy Spirit. It is a divine person that Paul is speaking about here. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We are here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. If you would like to receive our booklet, Separated Unto the Gospel, a booklet that sets forth the beliefs and standards of the Free Presbyterian Church, you may have a copy free of charge, simply for the asking. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (laughs) 